0: Riley here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Monday, March 22nd, 2021. Stand up for your country. Uh, I'm going to leave with the border again because this is a real catastrophe for not only the USA, but a lot of poor people coming up here. And um, we are not being told the truth. I'll prove that to you tonight. You may want to get a pen and paper. I always recommend that if you are a person who debates things in your personal life, knows people that you discuss politics and uh, the state of the world with, you might want to be armed and dangerous with facts. We have them for you, a lot of them. So I'm going to slow it down a little bit. My, my verbal speed sometimes outruns the ability to absorb, uh, particularly facts, and we do have a lot of good ones today. Unfortunately, they make Joe Biden look very, very bad and he deserves it he deserves it and i'll explain all that okay so we start with um even even the committed left media which supported joe biden 100 percent they know this border situation is dangerous to them to the democratic party and to the progressive movement roll the tape it's fair to call the deteriorating situation at the u.s mexican border a crisis even if the Biden administration refuses to use that word. But it's more than that. It's a political crisis for the new president with no easy way out. That's true. Now, I don't have any use for Chuck Todd, but he just told you the truth. And for doing so, Mr. Todd was roundly scorched on social media by the progressive left, which doesn't want you to know anything. Okay. So... What we have is a situation where the Biden administration is saying we're sending everybody back. OK, where this is made up, there's no real border crisis, there's a challenge. You heard that. okay? And again, on Sunday, they trotted out the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro um, Mayorkas. Roll it. Are you concerned that a market efficiency has been created where uh, where folks have decided, look, um, my kids got a shot at getting getting in the United States if I don't go with them. Uh, Chuck, our our message has been straightforward and simple, and it's true. The border is closed. We are expelling families. We are expelling single adults, and we've made a decision uh, that we will not expel young, vulnerable children. Okay, that's a lie. Now, maybe I'm too harsh, but I'm a kind of guy that bases truth and lies, deception, on facts. So let me give you three facts, and I'll back it up uh, with some other stuff a little bit later on. So um, Alejandro says uh, the board is closed. Well, why then is ICE, all right? going to spend 87 million dollars, 87 million dollars in the short term on hotel rooms, not for kids, for migrant adults. If the border is closed, why are they spending 87 million dollars on hotel rooms? Second. All right. The Border Patrol now is releasing migrants who have crossed the closed border somehow. All right. Releasing them into the USA without any appearance, any court appearance. They're just saying they're taking their information, putting it in a computer and say, see ya, Good luck. All right. That's happening. And the third thing is that ICE is now flying migrant adults all over the country. At our expense taxpayer expense so if the border was closed and they were expelling as alejandro just said all the people coming across why would they need to fly people everywhere all over the usa okay so anyway those of us who are honest brokers of information know these facts and know that mayorkas is deceiving the entire country okay So then Saki, the spokesperson for Biden, who talks to Biden every day, she comes on and says this today,
1: go. I will say that he still believes that he wants our country to be a place where there is asylum processing at the border, where people are considered uh, and go through a proper process who are fleeing prosecution, who uh, should be considered uh, for immigration status. That is a process that is broken. It was broken by the last administration.
0: All right, so it's persecution, Ms. Saki, not prosecution. You don't know what you're talking about. All right, everyone knows, including you, madam, including the president, everyone knows that the people smugglers are now saying to everyone who can pay them $5,000 all you do when you get over the border is say, I'd like asylum. That's all you do, and then you'll get into the country, which is true. Now, the Trump administration kicked them back to Mexico to wait for the asylum hearing. But the Biden administration is not doing that in any meaningful way. Maybe they do it to a few, but they don't do it in any meaningful way, or you wouldn't need $90 million to put people up in hotel rooms. If you're spelling them right as the trump administration did then you didn't need the hotel see i'm a simple man i calibrate things in a very simple way so what saki is basically saying is that all of these people all of these hundreds of thousands soon to be millions of people are fleeing persecution all right and they have to be adjudicated here and get in here to wait for that asylum. Now, what should happen is a new law that says if you want political asylum in America, you apply at the US embassy or council in your own country. That's how you do it. See, now they don't have that law. And I've been screaming for that law for more than a decade. All right, And the Trump people could have passed that law, but they did not. Why? I don't know why. more stats. Ready? OK. Family apprehensions. Those are obviously families that are trying to sneak in here together are up 346 percent from December to February. Two months. So remember, Donald Trump was president in December. Joe Biden was president in February. Family apprehensions of 346 percent at the border. From the closed border. (laughs) I mean, really, you know, how insulting is this? How insulting to be lied to by the Biden administration? Unoccupied minors, those are kids who the coyotes, the people smugglers, get into the USA because they stay now. You're a kid under 18, and remember, 75 percent, of the kids that are staying are between 15 and 18, and they're men, males. Okay, they get here, they stay, and then, of course, down the road, they're going to be able to bring their mom and dad, brothers and sisters, grandmothers and grandfathers. That's what's going on. Okay, so those are in-stone facts. Those come from the border patrol itself. So Alejandro and Jensaki, you can't spin that. So what do they do? They ignore that. So and no reporter. They're all lazy. They're not going to dig it up like we did, and say, "Gee, um, Alejandro, you're saying that the border is closed, yet family apprehensions are up 346 percent in two months. How can that possibly be reality if you're telling the truth? The border is closed. How can that be?" And there's Alejandro. Okay. It's horrible. I mean, it's just horrible. So, just to give you a a little bit more information, I don't want to belabor this, but um, the uh, relief flights and all of that, um, the contract has been given to an outfit called Endeavors. So, they're putting that together. Um, The hotel contract, Endeavors handles it. So, all of this money is just pouring out of the U.S. Treasury. Um, the Border Patrol in Rio Grande Valley, um, they basically have told NBC News, Politico, and Axios that, hey, we, we're just overwhelmed. We can't handle it, and so we're letting them go. We're not even, we're not even detaining them. We just, if they get here, we we'll say, have fun. Get on the bus, see you later. <laughs> okay, it's great. That's not the whole border, that's Rio Grande Valley. It's just poor to begin with. Um, You want a quote? I'll give you a quote. This is from the uh, Border Patrol of Rio Grande Bode. All families are screened at the Border Patrol station, including collection of biographical and biometric information and criminal and national security records checked. And then we let them go. Uh, 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 uh. Migrants flying to uh, the Canadian border. All right. So immigration and customs, they have a thousand of them going up there. Montana, North Dakota and Michigan. Border Patrol has facilities that are going to be used. So they have to get them warm clothes. Of course you would. Right now in custody. This is from uh, the Homeland Security. 15,500 migrant children. Now, I think it's about 25,000. I think it's 10,000 more, but I can't prove that. So CBS News is reporting fifteen five. O'Reilly says it's 25,000. Um, in December, there was 3,600 migrant children. So even if you believe CBS, it's gone from 36 migrant, hundred migrant children to 15500 in two months. But the border is closed, according to Alejandro. Uh, 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 uh. Okay. Summing up. We uh, are being deceived, but I don't think most Americans are buying it, um, even though the Biden administration will not allow um, photographers to shoot all of these people coming across the border. They have to go to Mexico, the news agencies, and shoot from that side because the Biden administration won't let them shoot here. That alone tells you really what's going on. All right. So Joe Biden himself, I have his schedule in a moment, I'll give you. But on Friday, um, the president fell down. And it was a huge story all weekend. And uh, he walked up the stairs of Air Force One. as one, two, and boom, he's down three. All right. That's enough of that. Now, a lot of people were happy he fell down and my, they mocked him for falling down. And that was wrong. That is wrong and it should never happen. So, if you're happy that Joe Biden fell down climbing the stairs, maybe you want to take a step back and figure that out. Now, you know me, I have no use for President Biden's policies, none. I think he's going to harm this country in a dramatic way. And he has already proven that he's doing that. We have made that quite clear. Do I want him to fall down and hurt himself? Do I want him to be mocked? I do not. I don't. And that's part of the meanness of America. We are becoming a mean country. I'll give you one quote. This is Candace Owens, who sometimes makes some good points. She tweets out, it's difficult to fall three times while going up a flight of stairs. Managing to make your left shoulder blade hit the carpet in the process is rarely accomplished, even in a game of twister. Biden has dementia, but let's wait for CNN to tell us this is just another adorable gaffe. All right. So is that necessary, Ms. Owens? No, it's not. You don't know whether Joe Biden has dementia. All right. You're not a physician. And to do that is you, you fill in a blank. So um, his schedule, Joe Biden, uh, we give you this every day. And every day he doesn't do anything. <laughs> it's true. So at 9.50, the president got his daily briefing. He gets that every day. Every president gets a daily briefing every day. All he ha- does is sit in his chair. All right. And he listens to people say, hey, this is what's going on. Uh, at 11 a.m., you heard uh, Jen Psaki um, She came in. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She came in shortly after. At 11 a.m. there was a White House COVID briefing. Again, he sits there and they come in. That's what the COVID stats are. All right. Then Saki. And then at 7 p.m. tonight, President Biden meets virtually with Senate Democrats during their annual retreat. So he sits there and says, hey, how you guys doing? That's it. That's it for Monday. I wish I had this kind of schedule. And remember last week, and I hope you're with us every night, he didn't do anything last week except go to Atlanta where he fell down. Um, he, he went to Atlanta to say, don't hate Asians. Okay. I don't have any problem with him saying that. Um, but that's all he did all week. So what is the state of President Biden policy-wise and the state of him as a man. Let's bring in David Petruya. He is a uh, presidential historian. He's written more than three dozen books all over the place. he got LBJ book, JFK, Nixon, Harry Truman, Theodore Roosevelt. So uh, David knows his stuff on the presidents. You're a nonpartisan guy,
1: right? Uh, I play it down the middle. A lot of my readers say that, yes.
0: That's what I ask my producers to book. I didn't want anybody who loves Biden or hates him. So he's been in office two months. And now we have a border crisis and gas prices rising every day, which is you know inadvertently a tax on all working Americans. Maybe he did or has done some good things that I don't know about, David, but how would you assess his presidency after two months?
1: Well, obviously, I'd give him an incomplete, but it's a bad incomplete. You know, the Democrats focus on the first 100 days and his first 100 days were the first 100 executive orders, not getting much, if anything, done through Congress. None of the executive orders really doing anything to improve the lot of the American people. And as you pointed out so well, the border is just. Not a border anymore. It was, well, it was resembling a border for four years, but not anymore. So, and you know, he's he's a little like the the previous occupant of the White House. Comes in very narrowly, a very combative guy, and neither Trump nor Biden has done anything to increase their uh, majority or plurality or their popularity in, in any way, shape, or form. They they play to their base, and that's that's a dangerous game when, in the case of Biden, you won by, you know, in a handful of states, by 43,000 votes.
0: Okay, I agree with you that both uh, President Trump and President Biden play to their base, but Biden promised not to do that, whereas Trump, that's right. all day long, you knew he was going to come in and, you know, with uh, scorched earth. But Biden said, oh, no, trust me, I'm going to bring the nation together. I mean, he said that many, many times. Did he lie?
1: Yes, I think you have to say that. Okay. And with the, with the liberal, radical, progressive base now of the Democratic Party, he really is, is stuck. If he wanted to move to the middle, it would be a very dangerous game for him to, to play there. And it would be a very dangerous game with the very narrow majority in the House of Representatives and the non-majority in the Senate. So he's kind I don't of know walking how he on moves. eggshells, but yeah, he's, I don't he's know not how a he moves. smooth guy.
0: I don't think he can move center now. He's committed to no. the progressives. Um, uh, but I said there are three things going to bring him down. By bring him down, I mean that Republicans win the Senate and the House in 2022. All right. And that's coming up fast. The first is the border. And we're seeing that now. I don't know how he solves that problem. I don't think he can solve the problem. It's going to get worse. The second is the economy. So we should have a surge in the economy after COVID up until mm, October, November. But if he passes the big tax hikes on corporations and individuals, that's going to kick in. Jobs are going to be lost. And the economy is going to start to wobble. And the third is is cancel culture business, which is totally out of control. And now we're getting anger. I mean, anger by uh, many, many independent Americans. They don't like this. They know what it is. It's a witch hunt. And it's the progressives driving it. So those are the three things. But Joe Biden himself does not seem to me to be on his game, to use a cliché. I don't think Joe Biden knows the unintended consequences of what he's doing. Because surely, if he knew that there was going to be a catastrophe on the border in two months, would he still have done these crazy things like saying, well, yeah, we're going to pay for all your health care. Well, yeah, you can stay here as long as you want asking for asylum. Would he have done that if he knew this was going to happen to him?
1: I think he like you say he is trapped and the people below him or around him who are making the decisions are now so ideologically driven that that they have no choice except to, to do these policies which have no basis in reality and which you know never examine the second or the third or the fourth effect after what they do. So it's it's all for soundbite, it's all for the tweet and, and in terms of the greater ramifications for the nation or even for their own party or their political future, you know, the, the brain process stops pretty quick, whether you've got dementia or not. Do you think he's impaired, Joe Biden? I think he's, as you say, not at the top of his game. He's getting older. He's lost many a step. And, of course, Joe Biden you know what you're seeing now with the combativeness when with the gaffes i mean this is this is all the original biden so you're merely seeing an acceleration of of the process but whether he is impaired or controlled by someone i think you would get the same effect in terms of policy as you're getting right now the bigger problem is not joe biden the long-term problem is not Joe Biden. The bigger problem is the radicalization of, of the Democratic Party and this woke culture, this cancel culture, this politically correct uh, culture, which is just putting the, uh, a strangulation around free speech and free thought. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. But Biden himself is gonna have a press
0: conference, they say, Thursday. Um, that will be interesting to see if he can parry the press. It's not gonna be like a Trump press conference. They're not gonna be trying to make uh, Biden look bad, but they have to ask tough questions about the border. They should ask the gas prices as well. David, thanks very much, we appreciate it. Uh, Very uh, nice interview, I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Okay, Uh, let's get out of Miami, all right? So as some of you know, I taught high school in Miami. And uh, there's a big difference between the city of Miami and Miami Beach. Miami Beach has always been a party place, and uh, apparently remains so in the age of COVID. So on Friday and Saturday, uh, thousands of uh, what they call spring breakers, Descended on Miami Beach, and uh, cops took uh, a thousand into custody, and they were selling drugs and having fights and not wearing masks and all of that. Okay, so now the mayor of Miami Beach, Dan Gelber, I don't know him, but Miami Beach PD, they're pretty tough. Um, So they have a curfew, and the curfew is 8 p.m. to 6 a.m can't be on the streets of Miami Beach <laughs> 8 p m so a bunch of these spring breakers say, we don't care we're going to disobey the cur- uh, curfew and then they got to take them into custody but i want to just give you an example of the mentality of these people in Miami Beach go it's over, man. It's over, baby. It's over. COVID's not over. And these people are running around and they're going to spread it. They are. That's going to happen. Because these aren't vax people. These are young people. 16 to, I don't know, 25, 26. So what's the mentality of that? That's the story. So you get these people, they know COVID. They know how pernicious it's been. They're not and I'm generally speaking, responsible people. If you were a responsible person, you wouldn't be on the streets of Miami Beach without a mask. So they're not. But there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. This is growing in the younger set. It's like, I don't care. I'm going to do what I want. Even if I infect somebody with the disease, I don't care. It's not all younger people, but That's where this kind of trend lives. Um, Europe. Now, here's a really interesting story. So we had a vaccine, all right? We have three of them. And the reason we have them is because the Trump administration paid billions, with a B, to drug companies to develop it. In Europe, they didn't do that. The EU didn't do that. Now, Great Britain developed a vaccine out of Oxford, and the Netherlands, they had something to do with the AstraZeneca vaccine. But there's no distribution in the EU. They don't have it. And so the COVID infection is raging there, raging, and the lockdowns are as bad as they've been. What happens then? Well, in Germany, you had a riot. 20,000 people in Kassel, all right, that's southwest of Berlin. They're all over the place screaming at Merkel. Hey, we've had it. We don't want the economy shut down. We don't want to stay in. The cops have to confront them. All right? Same thing happened in Britain. Same thing. 10,000 people stop destroying our kids' lives. Even though in England, about 50% of adults have been vaccinated. But Boris Johnson hasn't lifted the COVID restrictions. So in Europe, they're rioting. And it's going to get worse this summer because Europe remains shut down. The United States is going to open this summer. So why is this? Why, why do we have a plan and the EU doesn't? It's because of capitalism. It's because of capitalism. OK, so Operation Warp Speed, where Biden has like never mentioned it, doesn't even acknowledge it exists, paid $1.7 seven billion to Moderna. All right. Paid two billion to Pfizer and one point five billion to Johnson and Johnson. And they paid them to develop vaccines. But if they didn't, if they failed, they'd have to get the money back. Because these were doses that were ordered. All right? 200 million here, 100 million there, whatever. Now, by summer, there'll be enough dosing for everybody. That's capitalism. Okay? Capitalism. We had the money to do it, and the companies wanted to make the billions, so they developed it. EU, that's socialism. They don't have the money to do it. They can't do it. Where's the China vaccine? How about the Russian vaccine? India? Brazil? Where are their vaccines? Where? They don't exist. Because they don't have a capitalistic system like we do. It's called research and development. don't have it. We have the best scientists here. Because they get paid a lot of money. So you socialists out there, you Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warrens, you go to Europe. Oh, yeah, it's so great. You go to Sweden. Are you going to have a vaccine? No. This is the, one of the best lessons that I can present to you. And I guarantee you will not hear it on any other newscast in the entire country. Donald Trump says he'll come back to social media in two to three months. They're getting a platform up for him. That'll help cable news, which is really in trouble. There's a website called Showbuzz, showbuzz showbuzz.com, I guess. Every day, they list the cable ratings, not just news, but all cables. You can see it for yourself. Now, when I quote the ratings, which I did last week, I use the Nielsen metric because that's the only rating service. But it's listed on Showbuzz, one word. And you can see it for yourself. So, I had uh, a company say I wasn't telling the truth last week. Oh, yeah? I'd like to make a million dollar bet. Not going to name the company because it's not necessary. Highest tax states in the union. All right, put them on up. Here we go. Illinois, number one. Yay, Illinois. And Illinois is broke. So they get you for 15%. Connecticut, almost 15%. New York, 14%. Pennsylvania, 14%. Kansas, 13.5%. Local and state taxes. Nebraska, 13.5%. Wisconsin, closer to 13%. Ohio, 13 Iowa, 13 New Jersey, 13 Highest taxed states that is local and state and everything. Combined, property taxes, sales taxes. Now, California, not on that list. Isn't that interesting? Okay. The reason is the folks in California voted down pernicious property taxes. Remember that? So the property taxes in California are pretty reasonable because of a vote. But California has the highest sales tax, state sales tax, 7.25%. All right, for everything you buy. And the highest gas tax, 82 cents a gallon. Whoa. So you guys are paying $4 a gallon of gas in the Bay Area now? 82 cents of that goes to the state. And they have a very high corporate tax, 9% corporate tax. So that strangles small business. So California is not on the list, but believe me, you're going to get pounded. You go there. Pope Francis, you know, I like him. He's a very kind, compassionate man. He got a little uh, testy and he says uh, that everybody has an obligation, moral obligation to fight organized crime. Quote, mafias are present in various parts of the world and taking advantage of the pandemic, enriching themselves through corruption. What does he mean? Well, the mafia is selling black market vaccines and then lending money to businesses going under at exorbitant interest rates. Pope Francis a little teed off Um, this day in history President Roosevelt signs the beer and wine Revenue Act in 1933 88 years ago what was that that revoked prohibition so in 1919 under President Woodrow Wilson who was totally out of it by that time because he had a stroke nobody knew it but he wasn't in charge so Congress passed the Volstead Act, which banned booze in the USA, couldn't drink. All right. Now that stopped 1919 to 1933, no booze. So what happened? Well, the gangsters got in and sold you booze in the speakeasies. And Canada still, you could drink. So a lot of the booze came across the Canadian border. And the studies showed that Americans drank just as much during prohibition as before. So the Volstead Act didn't do anything. So uh, Roosevelt wanted the money, because he's in the middle of the Great Depression, that the taxes on spirits bring, and they signed the Beer and Wine Revenue Act. said, hey, I'll let you drink beer and wine, but we gotta tax it. And that's what he did 88 years ago. So the guy who benefited most from prohibition in the beginning was Al Capone. Remember Al Capone? I write about him big time in Killing the Mob, out May 4th. So Capone really started the organized crime vice situation. Capone is originally from Brooklyn, and he was a gangster in New York City, moved to Chicago, and he ran the whole city and state. Fascinating guy, brutal. He kicks off Killing the Mob because he started. What we now know is organized crime. So you'll love this book. Again, Killing Mob Out May Fourth. If you pre-order it on BillO'Reilly.com, we'll give you fifty percent off Killing Crazy Horse. And on Friday, Killing Crazy Horse passed the five hundred thousand mark in sales, which is incredible because there aren't any bookstores open because of COVID. Five hundred thousand, no bookstores killing crazy horse so you get 50 percent off crazy horse if you pre-order mob. quick break back with some mail and a final thought on juan williams i'm mike slater from the podcast politics by faith this is a crazy time in our country it's stressful a lot of anxiety and it's gonna get worse and i realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun so on this podcast we take the news of the day And we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Okay, let's get some mail. James Muchler, Winfield, Pennsylvania. If a current Democratic senator decides to switch parties, would the Senate majority change immediately? No. So Joe Manchin uh, is a Democrat from West Virginia, but a conservative Democrat. He could change to Republican in West Virginia, but they Democrats would keep, because of the vote of the people, all their committee heads and Schumer would still be in charge of the Senate, if that happened. Al Navarre, Florida, in my opinion, Black Lives Matter and Antifa are far-left extremist groups. Can you cite example of far-right extremist groups? Proud Boys. Number of them were indicted on the Capitol um, riot. And Proud Boys is a right-wing extremist group Dorothy there have been several attacks on elderly Asians here in San Francisco didn't take local media long to blame Trump because of his calling COVID the China virus Dems and the left will continue to blame Trump for everything absolutely so Donald Trump uh, did say it was a China virus because it is the China virus and he wanted to send a message that China isn't our friend because China would not cooperate with, first of all, tamping the virus down. Remember, China lied to the World Health Organization. And then, secondly, wouldn't allow US scientists in to find out how the deuces got out of control. So Trump is mad. He says, this Is a it China by the day, Not our friend. But now he's responsible for the Atlanta killings. David, concierge member, which means David has access to me directly. Bill, your final thought today on personal discipline is spot on. From the time I entered the Navy until I retired from state government, my personal appearance opened doors for me that otherwise would not have opened. I want to get this across to the younger people. If you look like a slob, that is not going to help you in any way, shape, or form. If you discipline yourself, keep your person neat, keep your dwelling neat, keep your yard neat, you will have a better chance to prosper. Josie, concierge member. Thank you, Josie. Narcissistic, fascist. Good description of Hollywood, Bill. Out of control, but they're dying. They are dying out there. Can't say I feel sorry for them. Jack Blair, Spring, Texas. Tonight you mentioned you have the best product in the country. I could not agree more. The No Spend News, I believe, is the best newscast that you can get. If there's a better one, please tell me. And I'll do a comparison. Peggy Bozve, Oak Forest, Illinois. Mr. Riley, just signed my dad, Richard Norman, up for your Spin News. He's turning 92 this October. He just got a dog named him Patton, so I got him killing Patton with the membership. Very nice daughter, Peggy. Um, I need you guys to spread the word. I mean, we're prospering like crazy, but this is an important broadcast. Peggy knows it. Um, People need to hear this stuff we got to turn the tide here. You know, if all of you watching, and there are more than a million of you, got one person to sign up for BillOReilly.com, that would be we'd a double. Okay. Um, we have stand-up for your country stuff. We want to remind you, best mug in the world, made in the USA. We got the bumper stickers. We got the doormats. We got all that. Word of the day, do not be a blatherskite, one word, B-L-A-T-H-E-R-S-K-I-T-E, blatherskite, don't be that. Back with Juan Williams in a moment. All right, here's the final thought of the day. Uh, my old pal Juan Williams, still on Fox News, and he writes a column on The Hill. Um, the Hill is a kind of a newspaper online that covers politics. So I I like Juan. Juan is, you know, a good guy, I guess. I haven't heard from him since I left Fox. I was a little surprised about that. But Juan is a political player. He doesn't want to, you know, hang with me uh, if he's still working at Fox. Remember, Juan got booted out of PBS um, because he said he was scared to go on planes after 9-11 if there were Muslims on a plane. And Roger Ailes saved Juan. Uh, Anyway, on my program, when I used him on The Factor, I said to Juan, look, I don't want Democratic talking points. So if you come on, I want you to answer the questions, give your opinion. But I don't want you spitting out what you get in the morning, what you get faxed to you by your Democratic friends. And I said to the Republicans, the same thing. You'll remember, I I didn't do that. We didn't do talking points, my talking points. But no party politic talking points. So now Juan is back to disseminating um, Democratic talking points. And that's why I'm telling you about it. If you want to know what goes out every morning from K Street in Washington on the Democratic side, Juan Williams is your man. He will parrot exactly what he gets. So today on the Hill, he writes a column and he basically says the board is all Donald Trump's fault. Yeah, it's it's Trump's fault okay? And then he says, the Obama economy was fantastic. I guess we all miss that. You know, I'm not quite sure how Donald Trump got elected if the Obama economy was so fantastic. Why wouldn't have Hillary Clinton won that, if she's going to do exactly what Obama did, which she said she would, if it was so fantastic, why would everybody go, oh, I love this fantastic economy? One. Okay, so those are the two things that caught my eye, and I said, you know, I haven't really checked in with Juan lately, and there's no real reason for me to do that, but uh, you guys may know him and see him, and if you want to know what the Democratic talking points are, and every day, Juan Williams is your man. Thank you for watching the No Spin News and listening on WABC Radio, and we'll see you tomorrow.